Kia ora. Welcome to Skeezy D's. Sorry it's been a hot minute. Today we are going to be talking about the Battle of Stalingrad. Um, this is kind of one of the nuttier events in human history. Oh my fucking god, why are fucking people stopped? Your bruh! Sorry, just some like really egregious traffic crimes. Um, cool, that was fun. Um, okay, anyway, Battle of Stalingrad. Kind of a little bit nut nut. Um, so World War Two, really fun time. Um, you know, well remembered as quite an enjoyable experience for all concerned. Um, 1941, Nazi Germany invades Soviet Russia. I guess, why don't we just call it Germany and Russia? I guess because like Germany has positive connotations now, so you use the Nazi to differentiate it, and then like Soviet has different connotations to Russia now, I guess. Uh, anyway, um, Germans invaded Russia, and, like, I need you to understand, this is the largest invasion in human history. Like, full stop. Nothing comes close. Um, over a million people just fucking pour across the border. I think, like, yeah, I forget like the numbers, but the numbers are the numbers, folks. The numbers are huge. The numbers are huge, um, and it's like not just Germany. There's also like Italians, um, French, Hungarians, Bulgarians, Romanians involved in this invasion. They they push all the way to um, Saint Petersburg or Leningrad in the north. Moscow, um, like in you know, roughly the center, and then they take huge tracts of Ukraine in the south in their first year before winter bogs them down. They realize, oh, we really should have brought like a fucking Parker or something. Um, Terrible and freeze to death. Their like equipment wasn't designed for the winters, and it's it's all very strange because like. Before this, the year before this, the, like, the Finns had been fighting the Russians and basically, like, wrote the book on snow warfare. And I guess the Germans were just watching that being like, hmm, yes, we'll take none of these lessons to heart. Um, because they were, they were in a very close relationship with the Finns. The Finns also attacked the Russians at this time, very opportunistically. Um, often kind of forgotten. Um, like, you know... To be fair, they did it for different reasons than the Germans, um, but, yeah, like, I don't know, like, if you find yourself on the same side as literal Nazis in a war, maybe question that a little bit. So, the, uh, they get frozen up. Now, this is a colossal disaster for the Germans, because they cannot sustain a long-term war against the Soviet Union. They knew this. The Soviets knew this, and 
the Americans and British definitely knew this. Um, mostly just because, like, the German war economy was already overheating. Um, they were already running thin on soldiers. Um, and they were already getting pretty stretched on oil. Um, so they're in a very tricky situation. Um, and the whole idea was to invade the Soviet Union, force it to surrender quickly, like Poland and France had done, and then Bob's your uncle. Um, what the Soviets did, uh, after they kind of got caught flat-footed and surprised in the first part of the war, is they traded land for time. Um, they straight up just would give up large sections of land. This isn't to say that they didn't fight. They actually fought pretty, like, extremely well. Um, this is often, like, uh, ignored by uh, Western histories, but the uh, Soviet soldiers fought with increasing ferocity um, as the invasion went on. Um, especially after small counterattacks revealed what the Germans did to places they took over. Uh, because, yeah, they were basically like a walking war crime at this point. Um, and that, you know, serves to inspire people fighting you, weirdly enough. A uh, bit of a cell phone there. So you've got... Uh, but the, the problem was, strategically, they often got outplayed. So the, the, the Soviets would have, like, this, you know, incredible defensive lineup or something. And then the Germans would just be like, cool and like go around it, surround a group of soldiers, and then they'd eventually surrender because they ran out of food and ammo and that kind of shit. Um, and so basically if you look at the German invasion, it's this huge sequential set of like pincer movements um, as they like engage Russian forces, then send um, armored columns on the flanks to envelop and force surrender. And yeah, this continues to winter, at which point uh, the Germans realize they suddenly can't advance anymore and lose a bit of land. The next year, their advances continue in the south. They're bogged down in the north. They've besieged Leningrad, um, which basically can be like resupplied across the lake and incredibly dicey type of situation but they hold Leningrad and they hold Moscow and push the Germans back from Moscow um, in the south they move forward in leaps and bounds uh, this is now 1942 lovely lovely um, you know once again massive envelopments huge movements um, and they make it all the way to the Caucasus Mountains, which is an insane distance. Um, they really do, like, cross the fucking the, the bullshit. Um, now, part of what they want to do to secure their advantage on the Caucasus, because the Caucasus was their goal, because if they could secure the Caucasus, theoretically they could get 
uh, supply of oil headed back, a more secure supply of oil headed back to Germany. Um, with, if they ever captured the fields, there's likely there would have been sabotage uh, to the fields, and they would have had limited value as assets. But there's always like, you know, the off chance. So yeah, leaps, leaps and bounds, envelopments, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, uh, but to secure the northern flank. Um, they needed to secure the Volga River because that would have prevented the Russians from supplying and reinforcing um, an easier counterattack. And f through uh, a mixture of that strategic consideration, but also the political consideration of taking a city with the name of the Soviet Union's leader on it. Um, they attacked Leningrad, uh, Stalingrad, on the Volga River. Now, they didn't evacuate everyone from the city. A uh, bit of a spicy moment, um, but they evacuated the women and the children largely and left a lot of the able-bodied people in the city to help build defences. This was a deliberate move, a little bit cold-hearted maybe, um, to sort of encourage the soldiers to fight a little harder. Uh, it, it worked, it's kind of fucked. Um, now, when the Germans got to the city, they found a bit stiffer than normal resistance, but not resistance they couldn't overcome, and they pushed forward bit by bit, taking a block at a time and all this kind of thing. But this was like fucking brutal street fighting. Um, like door to door. Um, and it got, it's like, like easily, I think, outside of some modern conflicts, <laughs> sort of the squickiest fighting uh, the world's seen um, because like you know opposing forces could be in the same building with like a, a door between them and then it's like fuck I, I guess like fuck do we shoot through the walls and shit do we just like evacuate blow this whole building up and all that kind of shit um, there's all sorts of like crazy moments there's like the grain elevator there's like so it's like a, a grain silo basically um and there's like russian soldiers hold out there for like an insanely long amount of time um russians get pushed back till they're basically just they've just got like the docks they don't have anything else um it's pretty metal um And yeah, so the Germans invest the entire 6th army in taking this city. The Soviets had a smaller formation defending it. But they put 
um, Field Marshal or Marshal Zhukov in charge of like a counterattack. And he essentially decides to give the Germans a taste of their own pincer movements. Keeping Stalingrad held by a thread. Like, he, he sort of like sent enough reinforcements and supplies to Stalingrad to keep the Germans there. Not to win, um, which like theoretically potentially could have happened if they sent like all their stuff over, but like the losses would have been horrific. Um, what he focuses on is building up over the course of months two assaults to come from the north and the south. Now, on their flanks, the Germans had Romanian and Italian soldiers. Now, depending on the history you read, um, you get very conflicting accounts on the performance of these soldiers. Um, there's some historians, generally the American ones, um, who say that the uh, the Roma Romanians, Hungarians, Italians who were on the flanks were cowardly soldiers and ran away as soon as the Russians attacked. There are other accounts um, that the, they actually fought pretty bravely. They just lacked anti-tank weaponry. And so when the Russians came in with tanks, they were like, oh, well, fuck, what can you do? Um, and retreated after that. Um, but basically, huge uh, Russian forces land north and south of the city, and then they just link up and form a wall of steel around Stalingrad. Now, I think... Uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but there is an insane number of German soldiers trapped in here. I think it's like 200,000 just trapped inside this like ring of steel that just gets smaller and smaller every day over the course of the Russian winter, which Stalingrad, in terms of like northern hemisphere-ness, isn't actually extremely north. Like, it's in the, the southern part of Russia. The thing that makes it spicy cold-wise, more so, is the fact that it's, like, extremely distant from the ocean. So there's no sort of, like, moderating effect of breeze. Um, so you get ridiculously low temperatures. Um, the soldiers in Stalingrad, once again hadn't been issued their winter clothing um, they didn't have sufficient fuel uh, for either their vehicles or for warmth so what began was basically just this long starvation-y siege um, it reached the point where uh, people would try to like shoot their guns and their fingers would fucking snap off pulling the trigger um, really fun exciting stuff uh, the, all things considered, the Russians were surprisingly lenient um, in that some of these soldiers survived. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, because, you know, they recaptured parts of the city and were like, oh, okay, cool, this is the part where the Germans, like, war crimes some Russians, great. Um, I think of the 200,000 that were encircled, 
maybe a hundred thousand, ninety thousand, eighty thousand were captured, less. And of that eighty thousand, I think less than ten thousand actually survived captivity, um, because yeah, they got marched up to the gulag. Um, scary stuff. Um, but yeah, just like absolutely wild to think of like more than the population of the city fighting in the city and like you know by the end of it the the city was basically just flat it got flattened by the um combat but yeah just just a bit of a nut nut time i guess huh um I think it's still the largest urban combat in history. I think even Berlin wasn't bigger. Berlin was definitely quicker because the Germans don't know how to defend a city to save their lives. Um, like literally. Um, although there was like a really interesting part of the Berlin battles was like the Germans built these things called like flak towers, which were basically like modern castles covered in like anti-air weaponry. Um, and they were kind of like some of the last bastions to fall. Just kind of like crazy to think of these like Nazi castles. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically it for me today. Hope you enjoyed the pod.